to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock, and Julie, do you know what I did the other day? Typical me. (laughs) I am walking. Typical you. I could go so many directions, but this this will be interesting. Tell me. (laughs) Let's just start with the oblivious side of me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm walking in a Target aisle, looking at my phone, trying to figure out what else I need to buy as I hear, ma'am, (laughs) ma'am, ma'am, like getting louder and louder and louder. And I look up and this guy is right in front of me with this big flatbed in the middle of the aisle and he's unloading it. And he goes, I didn't know if you were going to look and if you were going to fall on it. And I'm like, well, I would have. Thank you very much for mamming me a little bit. Mamming me. You're like, normally I ignore the ma'am. I do, because totally. Because obviously they're not well, talking to me. Yeah, that's why it took him five ma'ams to get my attention. Oh, that is so funny. So are you a little bit clumsy, Dar? I'm a lot clumsy, a lot Julie. Clumsy. <laughs> yes. uh, me too, actually. So I'm Julie Graham. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, that reminds me. One time I was headed to a girl's party, like a girl's Christmas party, and it was at a friend's house who I had been to her house before. So I got off the elevator to her floor and I started walking to where her apartment was and I could hear everyone laughing and having a good time. So I was so excited and ready to get into the party and I walked right through the screen door. Didn't see it. Walked (laughs) through the screen door. It came off. The worst part is it wasn't her house. It was her neighbor's. (laughs) So you totally trashed your neighbor's house. So I trashed her neighbor's screen. You know, I'm I'm That's sorry. That's just how I roll. It is. And you know what? It's okay. It's all right to be the real you no matter what. <laughs> to be bold and just be you. Yes. Goodness gracious. Well, you know, we all do silly things sometimes, but whatever. That's just, you know, that's just life. <laughs> this week on This Grit and Grace Life, we're going to talk about an, a very important and everyday part of a woman's life, and that's making decisions. Mm, we make a lot of them, don't we, Jenny? I mean, you had to decide which black shirt to wear today. <laughs> I did. Or the blue. <laughs> Or the green. Take exactly. Yeah. Although I do like your black and white buffalo plaid that you've got on today. Thank you. This is where our our friends miss out not getting video. Should we start like live streaming our podcast? Friends, tell us. Yeah, maybe it DM can. us if you want us to live stream our podcast. But yes. that's another conversation. We have yes. to decide what to wear. We have to decide what to eat. See, then it'll be more pressure because then I'll really agonize over those decisions. Over which green shirt to wear? Which green shirt? Um, what are, what are other silly decisions we have to make every single day? Mm, you get to be my age and you have skincare options and then you throw it in a drawer and you have another skincare option. I love how you actually, when we first met, you asked me what I was doing for my skincare and I was like, wait, nothing? And you were like, it's time. You should start. <laughs> and you know what? I wasn't even offended. I felt like you were showing me love yeah, by I was telling me, love. Uh, you do know you're mid 30s. It's time. Like, stop <laughs> waiting. <laughs> what to put on our skin, what to eat, what to wear, what to, uh, where to go. What to watch is a problem I struggle with all the time. Yes. Lots of decisions that we're faced with every day and that some are big and some are tiny, but they all actually matter. We do have a lot of decisions, Julie, like you get up in the morning and you're deciding what you have to accomplish at work and what you can accomplish at work. Mm -hmm. Or what are you going to pack in your kid's lunch? Oh, that struggle is real. That real, that is an absolute real one. Every single day. He eats lunch every day. (laughs) <laughs> they do that, Julie. I'm sorry, but they do that. Okay. Oh, I have one for you. Okay. All right. On your dating app, do you swipe left? Which app? 
I don't know, one of your many. <laughs> okay, which way do you swipe when you see certain faces? Yeah, that those are those are important decisions, Dar. You're yeah, right. The struggle are. is real on all of those. Well, here's the deal. We make lots of decisions and some of them are small and we got to stop sweating them. We just got to make them and move on. But in a woman's life, there are also some really big decisions that we probably need a little bit of help, maybe even some steps to walk through on how to know that you're making a good decision that you can feel confident about. Mm -hmm. And I think to start, before you ever go to the steps of decision making, you have to know who you are, how you want to live, and what matters to you, what's your values. Well, I mean, that sounds actually a little more complicated than you just have to figure that out. How do you figure that out? Yeah, it takes time. And some of your decisions help you determine that. So I'm not saying it's an instant. I know me. I know who I am. It's something that grows. But wherever you are, try to define that and then know that it will go forward and you'll learn more about yourself. You actually put in the notes here a quote from Roy Disney, which thank you for bringing Disney into every part of my life. That's a good decision that you have made for the podcast. (laughs) So do you want to read the Roy Disney quote on helping find your values? I'd love to. When your values are clear to you, making decisions becomes easy to you. So I love this concept because it kind of goes with my personal mantra of be bold and just be you. Mm -hmm. That idea of the more you know yourself and the more comfortable and confident you feel in who you are, the more prepared you will be for these everyday decisions, the big ones and the little ones. So I'm just going to spoiler alert and say, if you're already kind of struggling, like I, I don't know who I am. I'm struggling with some confidence and figuring out what my values are. We've got an episode coming up in a few weeks where we're going to talk a little bit more about what defines you. So that will help you feel more comfortable in moving forward in the decision making. But let's talk some practical steps, Dar, on mm. how do we know how to make decisions in an effective way? Well, we've identified five. Okay. Five steps. That's perfect. Yeah. Five is good. Way to go. Yeah. All right. First, you have to identify your goal or the decision that needs to be made, recognizing the problem you're facing or the opportunity that's presented to you. So yeah, step one is recognizing that, hey, I'm at a crossroads. I've got either a problem or an opportunity and there's a decision that needs to be made. That seems like it should go without saying, but I think you're so smart. I'm putting it down. I think sometimes we just stay in the emotional side of it and maybe we're dissatisfied with something or maybe we, you know, are at a place where we want something different, but we don't realize that that is a point of decision making. Love it. All right. So step one is recognize there's a decision to be made. Check. What do I do next? Gather information. You know, I love information. You are such a researcher. I am so not, but I I love that you're my friend because you research my life for me. I do. (laughs) And you have a good life, Julie. (laughs) You have a good life. No, you really need to know everything you can possibly know um, about the decision you're going to be making. You want to research the facts. You want to research what other people are saying to whatever subject that you're facing. You you want to know as much as you can possibly know because that equips you for good decisions. So you got to figure out what the options are and then you need to, you know, checklist them off and pros and cons. This is where you list makers with your pretty stationery and your apps. <laughs> True. <laughs> this is where you have a heyday. It's your opportunity to really gather all of the information available to you and then lay it out there and review it. Do you think, this isn't on the notes, but hey, I'm getting crazy over here. Uh Do you think this is when you bring in, you know, people that you trust that know you and that you respect for their decision making and ask them to weigh in on something you're considering? Absolutely. I think part of our research happens to be people 
people who do understand us. They will help us know what we would react to positively, what would help our lives or the next step. So yeah, you're gathering information from every source, including those who know you well. What's next? Step three, lay it on me. All right. Find alternatives. Okay. You've gathered all the information, which usually gives you options. Let's say it's about a job or something like that. All right. You know what kind of career path you may want to pursue. um, But to do that, what are your options? Is it education? Is it internship? Is it uh, an entry-level job? Is it a corporation you may want to be part of? Look at all the alternatives. And again, with your list, you can write them all down. Mm -hmm. So you've got to now find alternatives. You've got to evaluate those options and then start checking some off, meaning eliminating them, right? Exactly. Because most likely in, in most decisions, there are lots of ways you could go. And you can't just stay there forever considering all the options. You got to start pulling some off the table and figuring out which ones are starting to look better and better. All right, Julie, I think one of the scarier ones is step four. And that is choose, make the decision, go through your list, like you said, eliminate options, and then say, this is the right one for me. I'm going to circle it. I'm going to commit to it. And that's the direction I'm going. Oh, you said a really important word there. You said commit. So there does come a point where you have to make the decision. You have to re- either poop or get off the potty, as Paul used to say. That makes me laugh. But yeah, and I think this is where a lot of women struggle. They get to a point where they know what they should do, but they're scared to just do it. Yeah, and if they do it, then they second guess it. Mm-hmm. Then they mm-hmm. say, was it the right one? Did I do right? Did I? So commit. You know, And the reality is they may not all be the right decisions. Mm-hmm. But they're good decisions that will lead you to a better decision. I love how you said um, sometimes we don't make decisions. And by doing that, we've made a decision. Yeah. If you want to change something in your life and you don't make a decision to go someplace to change it, then you've decided to stay exactly where you are. I mean, that right there, that's going to be part of the quote of the episode, I think. (laughs) Indecision sometimes is a really bad decision that you stay in, and it negatively affects you. Sometimes it can negatively affect other people in your life. So you've got to be willing to move on to step four. There comes a point where step four is imperative, and somebody needs to hear today that it's time for step four on that thing. Yeah, and we're saying be decisive in your decision, but... There's another part of that. And I love this Tony Robbins quote. I think it's worth throwing in. Stay committed to your decisions, but stay flexible in your approach. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've resolved to do this thing or to not do this thing, to go this direction, but I'm willing to apply some grit and grace in the actual walking out of doing this thing. But I'm doing it either way. Yep. That's it. I love it. Yeah. All right. Show me step five. All right. Your decision's made. You're heading down a road and you've proceeded for some time. It is really good to review, to take a look back, Mm. to say, this is the decision that I've made. These were the alternatives. I like what I chose. Mm. Here's why I like what I chose. Mm -hmm. And next time I'll be better equipped to do it well. Mm. What if you end up figuring out that maybe that decision wasn't so great? Is that still part of this review process? Absolutely. And, you know, I do have to say women are allowed to change their minds. Girl, yes. Yes. And so if you go, that wasn't the best decision. I'm here right now. But you know what? I got a future. So what am I going to do next? Well, it sounds like if you're in your review process, so you're on step five 
and you're, you know, two weeks past this decision and you're reviewing it and you realize, you know what? I didn't really like that. Guess what? You're back at step one again and you get to start the process over again. And you're smarter than you were when you were at step one last time. Absolutely. All right. I'm loving these five steps. Don't worry, guys. I'm going to put them in the show notes so you can review them. Stick them on a note on your phone for the next (laughs) time you're trying to figure out what to wear in the morning. (laughs) Just kidding. That decision shouldn't need the five steppers. But, you know, when you're looking to get a job, when you're considering the guy that you're dating, when you're trying to figure out where to put your kid in school, when you're choosing the next house, these are those kinds of decisions that these five steps might be helpful for. But we want to go into some maybe bigger, deeper, harder decisions that are pretty common in a woman's life and talk more specifically on how you might want to make those decisions. Mm, We do. And I think the two that we've identified, Julie, are two that are just so in our face, in our culture, that women are dealing with, that women are thinking about, that women are facing. And the first one has to do with the man in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, You're in a dating relationship that you have gone on and on and on and on and on and on with. And yeah, you've already swiped. Yeah, yeah. Swipe left, I think is, no, I think swipe right. Oh, I'm in bad shape. I can't even remember which way to swipe. I think swipe right is you like him and you've gone out a few times. Maybe you've been dating him for a few months. Now you got to figure out, is this the one you want to spend your life with? Yeah. And I think the, the reality is if it's gone on for a long period of time, and I'm talking a year, two years, three years, and maybe you're living with them. Maybe mm-hmm. you have moved in together and you think that this is a strong, committed relationship, but there's something that's not quite what you want. Maybe you're hoping to marry this guy, but you're recognizing just on your inside that there's some, there's a check there. Maybe there's a vagueness in his commitment to you. How long do you wait for that? How long do you sit in that holding pattern in your relationship? Are you asking me? I am asking you. I mean, I'm not there. Let, this is not me like <laughs> low-key trying to get advice on this. I mean, I guess maybe I'll get there eventually, but there are women who are in that spot right now and they're wondering, should I keep waiting? Like, is he going to make the move? Do yeah. I just keep waiting? Do I just move in with him? Do I just keep playing house? What, what do I do here? Yeah. I, I personally don't think nine months to a year That's it. You know, you would know who he is and what he intends to do by one year. Hmm. And, you know, the the funny part to me, Julie, is that, you know, couples who are living together, you know, you, you often see the he finally gets down on his knee and ask her to marry him. And no girl ever says, nah, uh, nah, no big deal. I don't want to do it. I'm good. They always say, yes, absolutely, and start showing the ring and being excited about it. Because I believe with all my heart, Julie, there is something in us as women who want that relationship, want that real committed marriage relationship. We want to file the joint tax returns. <laughs> we, you know, we want that we're, mm-hmm. we're all in kind of thing. And there's nothing wrong with expecting that. Yeah, I definitely think culturally we're seeing a shift toward more casual, long-term, you know, living together, even starting families together, buying houses together, but not making the step to have that committed relationship. And so we're here to say this Grit and Grace Life, the Grit and Grace Project Online Magazine, we want you to know that you are worth that actual commitment of marriage. Um, and if you're asking and wanting that, nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong at now, all. Now, if you're asking that and he's 
implying that it's coming or maybe even flat out saying, yeah, I don't really want to do that and you shouldn't want to do that. Everything's fine the way it is. There's nothing wrong with you standing up for yourself and saying, no, I want more. I deserve more. And this is one of those hard decisions where you have to come to a place where you're ready to decide, is this enough for me? And if it's not, you walk away. You do. and Which is hard. It is hard. We're not saying these are easy. We're not saying these decisions are simple ones. They're complicated. They're hurtful. They're difficult. Mm. But, you know, let, go back to the five points. Mm. Go back and kind of try your best to remove the emotion mm. and go through the steps mm-hmm. of what you want in life. What is it you want long term? And then go through the process. So I will say, as a young woman who had been married, then widowed, and is now dating again, I get the temptation of, you know, not wanting to be single and wanting to at least have someone in my life. And, you know, he's he's all right, and he's got a few of the things I'm looking for, and we have fun together, and he likes me, I think, or, you know, he says he does, and I'll just wait around because I'm sure he's going to take the next step. I would just say to you that, You want somebody who's making it clear that he wants to take that next step with you. Have you heard that new Kelsey Ballerini song, Miss Me More? Mm -hmm, I love it. It's so good. I wish that you were allowed to just play songs on podcasts, but it's illegal or we would be playing it right now. Only little bits of it. Yeah, so not enough to get it. But in this song, she basically says, I thought I missed you, but I realized I miss me more. And so she's describing a relationship where she's losing part of herself in order to stay with somebody who doesn't actually compliment her. Um, And I don't mean like, you look nice, but like compliment her life, who doesn't add to her life. She was losing part of herself in order to be in a relationship. And so if you're finding yourself in that position, we just want to remind you that you're worth more. And it's okay to, do I say demand? Mm -hmm. It's okay to demand more. Mm -hmm. It is. Do not give your will up for his will your purpose and your value up for his purpose and value because it doesn't work. It, it really does not work. At the end of the day, it is not a strong, healthy relationship. All right, real quick, if you haven't heard episode 73 yet, dating, what to look for in a man, you might need to go back to that one right now if this conversation is hitting on all of the pressure points for you. All right, so dating who to marry, that's a big old decision in a woman's life. Yes. There's another one that we've been a little bit nervous to talk about. But we think it's time. We have, absolutely. But we do think it's time. I mean, recently there have been some state laws that have gone on the books about the subject of a woman's choice, and that would be the terms of abortion. And, you know, I have to start here by letting you guys know we really do believe in life, all life. Mm -hmm. Uh, We treasure it. We think God created it. And it is not ours to make a decision about it. That's our stance. But we also understand that you as a woman can be faced with challenges that put you in what seems to be an impossible place with this pregnancy you weren't expecting. Yeah, we hear that word a lot in you know, in discussion on abortion. Um, and, and I really think that you were wise, Dar, to just make the point that this is not about a choice. This is a decision that has to be made. So this life has been conceived outside of our control, which for us as Christian women, that points to the fact that ultimately our God is the creator. He's in charge of all life. And so that's ultimately where we would say that's why it's not our choice. 
but it's a very difficult decision on how to handle this unplanned and maybe unwanted pregnancy that you might be experiencing. And so we don't want to make light of somebody who might be in this position right now and needing to consider how to make this decision or someone who has made this decision in the past. There is grace upon grace upon grace if you've already been through this and made the decision to pursue an abortion. But we do want to talk about how could you make this decision if you find yourself in the position where you're maybe in a relationship with a man who doesn't want to have this child and he's pressuring you, or you're in a difficult place in life where you don't feel prepared financially or emotionally to have a child. Those are very real places women find themselves. Yeah, it truly is, Julie. And we don't want to diminish that. We don't want to say, because we do stand for all life, we don't want to say to the woman, but yours isn't valued. Your heartache, your potential problems, mm-hmm. your challenges, mm-hmm. they matter to us too. Yeah. That if indeed the man that you're with says you either follow the road and you know we don't have this child, that you decide to go to the clinic and abort this child, then we understand. That's a big decision to make. You may be living with him. You may have a long-term relationship and he's saying either or. So you have, you know, it's not just either or, you know, him or the baby. Often it's either or. My entire life has to change. I will be moving out of this home. I'm going to have to find a place to live. I'm going to have to find a new relationship or not, or just be on my own. And then what am I going to do? with this child. What do I do next? So first, we just want to outline that we recognize there are so many intricate elements to this decision. And yet we also want to provide some insight on what could you do if you find yourself in this place? Um, We don't want to just be women who say, you can't do it. Don't do it. And this is why. No, we say we get that it's very involved and complicated and emotionally charged and physically charged And yet we do think there are some options. So kind of different than the five steps we've already outlined, we we think those are uh, those apply here. But we definitely want to remind you that this is your decision. It's not one that you should look outside of yourself to that man or your family or culture to make that decision for you. You've got to know for yourself what the options are. And again, that's doing the research, it's talking to other people, um, and really slowly and carefully and prayerfully thinking through this decision. And I think one of the things is truly researching, really understanding everything about this choice, which you can get from all different platforms. But, you know, I honestly would encourage you if there is a crisis pregnancy center in your community go. And I know a lot of people say, oh, those those people are crazy. Those people are this. Those people are that. The truth is everyone I've ever gone to or met or gotten to know, the majority of the women that work there have already experienced it themselves. A lot mm-hmm. of them have had abortions. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have made choices that they've had to go through what life is after the choice. And so it's not a non-empathetic place, quite the contrary. It's generally a location that understands the challenges that you face. And, And is honestly there to show you support regardless of the decision that you make. However, are prepared to walk you through all of the nuances of the decision, 
regardless of which way you would go, what can you expect? What might you feel? What might be the after effects, both physically and emotionally? And again, connecting you with women who have been in your position and made decisions probably in both directions. I love that you put in the notes that you shouldn't be afraid to gather the information. I know I've been in positions with different decisions where I was I had to be honest with myself and say, I'm afraid to research this because I'm afraid of what I might find. I'm afraid of what I might feel once I'm given all of the information. And I think that really applies in this specific scenario. But we just want to encourage you, don't be afraid of what you might feel. Your feelings are healthy and they're important and they're a part of this process. Absolutely. And I want to do a caveat here, Julie. I want to talk to women who are like us, who do believe that life is treasured and valued and want to uh, encourage women to not abort this child, mm-hmm. to actually go the harder road often. Um, but I want to talk to the women who take this position. I want to say, you can't just say it. You got to put some action behind your position. You have to help women who find themselves mm-hmm. with this challenge and making difficult decisions. How can you partner with them? Mm-hmm. Can you open your home? Yeah. Can you help financially support? Can you uh, point them in adoption? Can you, whatever. I'm saying don't just take a stand, but do something about it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, you know, we talk about our faith and the best way to show that, and that often is through showing love through action. And so I think you're really smart there, Dar, to call us to action of being not just offering lip service, but offering real tangible support to women who are choosing to make the decision to carry that life and to preserve it. And the other thing I think, Julie, we need to let ladies know who have made this choice not to keep this child, that we don't judge you. We don't condemn you. We do not want you to feel that we are piling on what you feel, the emotions you may have, the regrets or the sadness or mm-hmm. the things that you're struggling with. We ha- in no way want to do that. And we believe with all of our hearts, God doesn't either. Yeah. We believe that his grace is absolutely capable of handling anything, that he understands the challenges that we have. He understands the decisions that we find ourselves in, and he loves us no matter what ones we make. Absolutely. I mean, that is the beauty of being in a relationship with the God that we love. It's that he is full of grace and we can never mess up beyond his love. And yet we do believe that this decision could be one when you have people around you who can support you both emotionally and physically and financially and spiritually, that although it's incredibly difficult, this is a decision that you can, through grit and grace, make. And we hope that there will be people in your life that would support you in that. You know, Julie, I think it's important for us to put in the show notes, uh, the Crisis Pregnancy Center. There's a national phone number you can call that will direct you to people locally that can help you if you're being faced with this, if you have this decision to make that we would like for you to at least access and have a conversation. We think it's well worth it. Absolutely. Well, I think we kind of got to go back to the beginning 
on decisions in general. So we've kind of ended it with some very significant decisions. But the truth is, is before this day is over, you're going to have 15 more decisions that you have to make. So our goal in talking through some healthy ways to look at decisions is to help you move forward in all of those, in the big ones and the little ones, every little decision that you'll make in your grit and grace life. We think every decision is ours to make. They're not going to all be right and perfect, but they all teach us something about ourselves and how we want to live this grit and grace life. So we hope that you found a little more confidence as you think through the things we've discussed today. Okay, Julie, you are absolutely going to love who I'm quoting for this episode. Ooh, who's it going to be? Carrie Underwood? I don't know. That's just when you said absolutely love. That's who I thought of. I don't know. I like her. Yeah, no, you like this one. Is it close to Carrie? Not at all. Not (laughs) at all. All right. right. Go ahead. I'm going to throw at you Winnie the Pooh. Seriously. Wow, that could Winnie not be further. Yeah, okay. it couldn't. How did you decide to quote Winnie the Pooh? Because I want everyone to realize that every decision is not the end of a decision. There, are, there Did you are... use the five-step process when you decided <laughs> to include this quote? Just kidding. I had a All whole right. page of quotes. Give so me the this quote. Is the best. All right. <laughs> when you wake up every day, it's like a new birthday. It's a new chance to be great again and to make great decisions. Okay, I'll give you that one. That is a great quote to end an episode on decisions. All right, friends, good luck in every decision you make today, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.